Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. Welcome to the Femina Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson, and thanks for joining me this morning, or whatever time of day it is for you. Last week, I talked about forgiving your friends So I thought this week I would do part two, which is forgiving your enemies. An enemy is someone on the other team, someone who opposes or maybe even hates you. They may be a polite adversary, someone who likes to debate you, or they may be truly hostile. No matter what kind of enemy you have, the Bible does have a few words to say about how you are to treat your enemies. Matthew 5, 43, 48, that's a just classic section of the gospel in which Jesus is telling us explicitly how to treat our enemies. Here it is. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. That's Matthew 5, 43 through 48. This is pretty straightforward. We are to love our enemies. We're to bless them when they curse us. We're to find ways to do good to them. We're to pray for them. And this is what distinguishes us. This is what characterizes us as the children of our Father in heaven. So we pray for them, we do good to them, we bless them, we love them. And then in Luke 6, 27, but I say unto you which here, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. Uh, and then in 635, but love your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and you shall be children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. All right, it's plenty here to work with, don't you think? Notice here we're also added in the Luke passage to go ahead and lend. Lend. So love your enemies, do good, and lend. Even if you know you're never going to get the money back, or you're never going to see that lawnmower again, or whatever it is, go ahead and lend, hoping for nothing. In return, and when it is returned, you can be pleasantly surprised. Meanwhile, there will be a reward accruing in your account in heaven. So these things make a difference. These, our behavior has long-term eternal consequences, not just short-term. Now, I'm just going to mention, <laughs> these instructions are pretty simple to understand, right? But they are hard to do. But God gives grace. So, of course, these things are impossible to do apart from his grace, but he gives more strength. So, of course, we go to him in prayer and ask for this, like, Lord, help me to love my enemy. Help me to return good for evil. Help me to pray heartfelt prayers for my enemies. Help me to do good. Give me opportunities to do good to them. So, ask God, get grace in order to obey this command. Now, Here's the thing, and it's a really exciting thing, I think, is when you obey God in this and you truly do determine to love your enemies and you 
pray and you ask God to help you bless them and pray for them, you look for ways to do them good, you are gaining the upper hand. Okay, this is really important. You may feel like you're letting them walk all over you, but actually you're not. You are gaining the upper hand. You're not allowing them to have power over you. You're not allowing their bad behavior or their hatred or their malice to put its foot on your neck and hold you down. It's like, no. When you say God bless you, when they cuss you out, you're disarming them. And this is something they completely are at a loss to understand. They cannot understand this. So when, on the other hand, you allow your heart to get bitter and hard and angry and self-righteous, etc., etc., and your heart is shrinking and becoming hard, who is being punished, your enemy or you? It's like, well, no, you're the one who is paying a penalty for their sin. Why let their sin wreck your life? And if you determine to rejoice in the Lord and count it all joy when you meet various trials and you're looking to God for the, with faith and asking him to enable you to do this, you're set free. You are not under their control at all. So how can we do this? All right. As soon as you hear about it, say somebody lied about you. Ah, <laughs> it's like a stab in the back, isn't it? Pray right then that God will bless them. That is counterintuitive. You want to pray that God will have his hand heavy on them. And I'm not saying there isn't a place for that prayer, but it shouldn't be the first one. It should not be the first thing on your lips. It's like, Lord, help me to bless them, to do them good, and to remember that you have given me this command to love my enemies. Please help me to obey you in this. So you pray right away that God will bless them. If they're crude to your face, well, bless God and say, God bless you in return. Okay, my husband told me he was walking down the street some months ago in our little town here, and someone was cussing him out and giving him the finger on the other side of the street on Main Street, <laughs> shouting at him. And he said, Merry Christmas. <laughs> That's it. That's what we do. We bless them. And how foolish does it make them feel? You know, really. I mean, <laughs> but it also is like it just pings right off of you when you do that. It doesn't get in inside you and make and fester and make you feel so hurt or angry or whatever. It's like it just pings right off. Treat your enemies with respect. All right? Don't call them names like a little child would do and make faces at them. Treat them with respect. That's loving them. Treat them with courtesy. Don't return evil for evil. That's a way of loving them. It doesn't mean you have to send them you know, a valentine, that kind of love. It means you treat them with respect and courtesy from the heart. So uh, your enemy falls down and you help them get up. You know, your enemy has a flat tire, you pull over and offer to help. You treat them with respect and courtesy. You don't think of ways to get even. That's not loving them. So if you start practicing this, um, even if it's a stranger who's rude to you in the grocery store, you're just going to get better at it. So you just pray, Lord, if anyone is rude to me or unkind or whatever, help me to just respond the way you want me to, to return good for evil, to let it ping right off of me. 
Now let's just go back again and look at the passage in Luke 6.35. But love ye your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Okay, this is very important. When we love our enemies, there are several important results to this. When we love our enemies, there are some important results. One, a very important one, is we're going to have that family resemblance to our Father in Heaven because look at what He does. He's kind to the ones who never say thanks. Do you ever feel annoyed when you do something nice and they don't say thanks? How petty. Do you thank God all day long for every gift He's giving you? No, I mean, we couldn't even begin to, could we, for every gift he's giving us. So so we are imitating our Father in heaven. He is kind. He's sending the rain and the sunshine, even on the evil people. So imitate your Father in heaven and don't be sulky. So if you have some enemies right now, or your husband does, maybe your children do, people who are wronging you or being unkind to you, then ask God to help you display that family resemblance to be like him. You are children of the highest, so act like it. Pray for a forgiving heart. Pray for a peaceful, not a troubled spirit. Return good for evil. Make a list if you have to, and pray through that list of enemies, asking God to bless each one and praying for opportunities to do them good. And yes, this requires faith, so ask God for more faith. But it is a very straightforward command. There's no wiggle room to interpret it in some other way or to say, oh, this is too complicated. I don't get this. I don't understand. It's like, no, it's very simple to understand. And like I said earlier, that doesn't mean it's simple to do. It really requires faith and courage and an obedient heart. So ask God for those things. Remember, we fear God. We fear his word. We don't take it lightly. We do what he says. What can man do to us? If you have no enemies, no adversaries, then it may be time for you to start praying that you will so that you can practice this Christian virtue. I'm not suggesting that you poke somebody in the eye in order to gain an enemy. Nope. But walk like a Christian and speak like a Christian and you should have some enemies soon enough. All right, I hope this was an encouragement to you today and blessings to each and every one of you. And thank you so much for joining me.